Welcome to Hensley's Hangout with Kyle and Pat. Hey everybody, welcome into Hensley's Hangout. Uh, my name is Kyle Chamberlain, I'll be your host today, and I'm joined with my co-host Pat Wilson. Hey Kyle, how are you doing, man? I'm great. Uh, just as a reminder, here we are at Hensley's Hangout. We're breaking down everything going on in our 10-person fantasy football league and chopping it up about everything else going on in the NFL. How you doing this week, Pat? Uh, I'm not too good, Kyle. I gotta be honest with you. Uh, yeah. This this last Ravens game really uh, put a sour taste in my mouth, and uh, kind of want to vent a little bit and kind of get your feedback since I know you're like the voice of reason between both of us, and I'm a little bit more volatile, as you might say. Well, wh- so uh, what happened? What's bugging you? So, I'm just sick and tired of losing the way they have this season, and just a lot of things are starting to come to the forefront with you know just injuries, the way the team is managed. Uh, the way the personnel is managed, and I just want to hear like what you think the state of the Ravens is right now. I think last year, it's easy to chalk up last year's failures to injuries. And this year, obviously, it's some of that as well. But a lot of the moves that the team has made in the offseason and during this season just feel like it might be a management problem as well. I mean, it's I, I, clearly we have a, a pretty good pretty good team. Um, yeah, but at the same time, I'm it's it's hard to imagine getting over the hump and really being a great team with management philosophy the way that it and has I, been. And I think the most frustrating aspect of it is that they have Lamar Jackson, and I just I'm getting frustrated because they're just pissing away all of his talent. Like going into the season, I was very shocked that they did not invest in the wide receiver core. And they didn't even draft one, which I was like, okay, we're going to go in with Rashad Bateman, who had a pretty good rookie season but had problems staying healthy. And their second guy is a return specialist. And they've been doing okay so far, but like now you're starting to see the sustainability. And the thing that really just chaps my ass the most is these older wide receivers are doing for – like they just signed Deshaun we love Jackson. Them. Like we like, love them, folks. I don't understand. Like where these Jeremy Macklins and these Michael Crabtree's. Like yeah, they're band aids, but they, but these these guys are going into the season as our number one guys. Yeah. And why does Deshaun Jackson make the Rashad Bateman issue? Like or why? I just have so many issues with that. And so let's let's take a step back just for a second. Um, what is the management problem here? What do you see as the as the issue? Um, just the coaching. It just seems. The coaching just seems to be like out of favor right now. I've never seen so much Ravens player hate. Like where they're going out on social media, like speaking out about the coaching staff, like la- like laughing at management for the personnel decisions. The players are like Marlon Humphrey just tweeted out like the Albert Einstein quote about if you keep doing things over and mm. over and expecting different results, it's insanity. Rashad Bateman just tweeted out LOL when they signed Deshaun Jackson. Like that just I don't know. And that and Marcus Peters almost took off Harbaugh's head. And I'm I'm a hardball guy, like I'll defend him, but like there are some stats like them not winning a playoff game in a couple of years and only had two since the twenty twelve Super Bowl. And then kind of wrap up this conversation to get into our fantasy league. It's kind of a rhetorical question, is like how long do you hold on to this Super Bowl from twenty twelve with Hardball? I mean it's it's over now. It's definitely with. I feel like that that glory day. We have to say it. We have to turn the page. And yep. And with Harbaugh, you know, being on a contract and Lamar needing a contract, there's a lot of things coming to a spearhead. And I do think the Ravens are a really good team, but they have these bad habits that they just can't seem to snap, and it just wears people down. Yeah, um, it's been a couple of really tough losses, and I think one or two more, and it's going to be too much. Yep, uh, they got the Browns this weekend, which is good. So hopefully they can bounce back against them, and then uh, hopefully we can string some wins together. Yeah, no doubt. Well, um, elsewhere around the league, just want a quick shout out to Brennan back from wherever the heck he was as classified. Yeah, welcome back, Brennan. <laughs> Glad to have you back. I know you didn't get on the the win train when it was your first week back as manager, but uh, we're really happy to have you back and uh, hopefully contributing to the Kelby's locker group message too. Ed, shout out to Barrett back at home as well. <laughs> Very so nice. uh, getting into week five, no more undefeated teams left. Oh. Uh, Donnie's running tab here in the room with us today. Mm. Uh, that undefeated record is gone. Yeah, it's uh, it was a pretty humbling experience. And, uh, you know, it was to Brendan, who's one of my closest, oldest friends. And he was probably 
relishing in the moment that he beat me. So, so it's tough. He not only beat Donnie's running tab, but he also had the highest score for the week. So we'll be calling in with him later on, who, uh, as it turns out, is in Philadelphia with Paul. So he'll get a little bit of a, of a bonus. Oh, the two-for-one special. Yep. And, uh, you know, Paul, he would not be calling in otherwise. He barely <laughs> cracked 100 points. No, uh, Paul is lucky that we're still including him in the league after his most recent performance. And also, just a little spoiler alert, uh, Adam, or Adam, Nate McGrill's birthday, happy birthday, Nate. Happy birthday. Uh, Nate McGrill's birthday did lose the toilet bowl. Did he win the toilet bowl by losing? Uh, yeah, I guess it's he's he won the, the tanking season <laughs> by five points over Sean. So he's we still have a winless team, but or um, yep, a winless team. So uh, Eagles remain undefeated. What's the morale in your other group chat? How's Eric Kubler dealing um, with this? Eric's still pretty annoying, as yeah. you might expect. Um, yep. But Eagles, you know, pretty impressive win at home against the division rival Cowboys, and uh, they seem to be firing on all cylinders. A lot of upsets around the league. Obviously, uh, Ravens' piss poor loss over the Giants, very sad. But uh, the Steelers also knocked off the the Buccaneers. Another reason why we'll be calling Paul is because he was in there for the Indeed. game. Indeed, oh yeah, he was. Uh, Definitely feeling the the Mondays after partying his ass off in Pittsburgh. Jets Jets somehow won that game. A lot of people were picking the Jets going into that week, hmm. including me. I wasn't strong enough to put money on it, but I was like, I have a feeling the Jets are going to win this, and that's why when we get into our matchups, I started Zach Wilson. However, it didn't work out for me. Yeah, it didn't work out for any fantasy assets on the Jets except Brees Hall. Exactly. And lastly, Falcons definitely didn't pick them to win. Uh, sneaky three and three team. Yeah, definitely. In a in a th- pretty shit division right so now. So is uh is Calvin Ridley out the whole season? Yes, he's suspended. Oh, okay. He's not coming in. Replacing a thousand dollar bet. Yeah, how dare he? <laughs> anyway, uh, so just getting to our picks from last week, uh, Pat lost this one. I picked uh myself to win and. I ended up beating Prudence, and I also picked the Urbans to beat Oakland, which he did. So, Pat, you want to pour yourself some Barton? Uh, yeah, I'll try the Barton since I hate my lord, so I'm hoping that Barton is a little bit better. But just, your reaction last time was not too promising. Just for the record, he only poured himself about half a shot. Okay, I'll get some more. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you coughing down for like 10 minutes the last time, so I was trying to be a little bit modest with it. So we'll get it to the whole brim. Okay, that's... <laughs> Jam. This swastika slash bottle thing is just wild to me. Okay, well, here's to the Ravens bouncing back and hopefully Donnie's running Against the Browns, well. they better. <laughs> wow, that just goes right through your nostrils. That yeah. is wild. Thanks, yeah, Kyle. That, that stuff stinks. Yeah, that was awful. Um... Okay, let's just get right into it. We'll keep the pain running for you. Uh, Donnie's <laughs> running tab versus the Heflin Syndicate. Uh, everyone named Wilson did not show up. Yep, uh, I, that was my fault. I thought that you know we had that Wilson cohesion and chemistry. Uh, negative points in a dynasty league with no defense and kickers from Jeff Wilson. You know, and single digits from Zach Wilson. That is just bad I think, team chemistry. I think Jeff Wilson was probably one of the worst starts of the week across the entire league. Let's get real here. Which is weird because he was a top 10 running back. They were saying starred him against the Falcons. And I was hoodwinked into yeah. starting him. And that was really bit me in the keister. So looking at your bench here, Brian Robinson, he did not look like he was just shot a couple of times. Dude, he's... He looked awesome. He's pretty good. He's he, definitely... He's definitely I, I didn't know he went to Alabama. Mm. And he's uh you know he's big um and the fact that he came out to many men I'm like I've just been listening to it all the time now it's reinvigorated <laughs> my brain but yeah he's gonna be uh be gonna be getting some looks soon but the other thing though with my uh my bench like my bench was like okay but it wouldn't have made a difference because Brendan just was the highest scorer right five out of the eight starters on my team single digit points that's that's, tough. that's why I was I I was technically the toilet bowl winner like they gave the emoji in the in the sleeper oh, yeah. it had the the poop emoji next to me so Mike Evans and the Buccaneers I didn't watch that game what's the story with the Bucks right now um I just think a tumultitude of things, like in my opinion, uh, Mike Evans and Godwin are definitely the prime targets of Fournette. But neither one has really cashed in. I think too much. The, the, I think Brady's issues at home. I think uh, lack of practice and focus. Plus, I also think that the offensive line is being downplayed at how bad they are right now, which isn't 
allowing him to throw in at 45 years old. It's like double trouble for him, in my opinion. The other the other side of the coin for your team is Michael Pittman really had a great week, and yep. so did everybody on the Colts. And it's like, what the hell is going on over there? Such yeah. a bipolar team. Yeah, Michael Pittman, I've always been high on. And, but like uh, it was Matty, nice. Matty Ice, Matty Ice got. Promised. I think he's gonna sucker people into thinking he's back. But, mm. And they are playing the sorry ass Titans defense, but yeah. it's on the road, and the Colts are I think are gonna come back to earth a little bit. But to kind of wrap up my team aspects. Um, this is what I get for starting two Jets. I started yeah. Tyler Conklin, but I had people on by Zach Wilson, and who knew like having the Lions guys out, which was Golf, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and T.J. Hawkinson was going to hurt me. But my positive news is I get DeAndre Hopkins back finally right. off his PD suspension, which was horse sitting. And I think he's going to kill it, especially with Marquise Brown going down for a while. So just want to quickly shout out the Heflins for getting Deion Jackson into the lineup this week. Oh, my God. Smooth move. Smooth move. Got the 28 points, and now it looks like he's out for some reason. So, uh, you know, one-week rental for 28 points, That's you'll love to see it. And before I start sucking Brendan's dick, like going into the week, I, you know, was confident in my team. But then I started looking at the, the matchups closer and closer. And we were like projected about the same, and I'm like, I don't really like the matchups that my team's going against. But Brendan had a lot of good ones, and I was just praying Jonathan Taylor didn't play because I'm like, okay, I need a chance here. I need a chance. And he picked up Deion Jackson. I'm like, okay, okay, they're not going to do that well. Sure enough, 28 points, but hell of a start by him to get that win and knock me off my tab. Uh, He had some pretty good, decent output from the, the Bears players like Mooney and Montgomery and Fields, but the, his MVP right now, besides Justin Jefferson, has to be Mark Andrews. Yeah, obviously. Him and, him yeah, and Travis one of the, Kelsey. One of the have, best fantasy players, period. Him and Travis Kelsey, they ran a stat today, have two of the highest fantasy outputs by tight ends in history mm-hmm. already in 2022. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, so Brendan's got some pieces. So if he can string out some games together, he can start making that playoff push. Yeah, I mean, looking at the bottom of who would be making it, Prudence and the McCracken, I mean, the Heflins are right behind him. It could happen. Yeah, no, he's definitely there. Um, he just needs to... String some performance together, some consistency, but uh, with the bye weeks and injuries, you never know. Yep. All right, getting into my matchup, Abshagen versus Prudence. Um, this was actually kind of a sneaky close one. I, going into Monday night with Cortland Sutton, I was like, oh, God, could he really blow up for it? And no. <laughs> uh, I do want to say my condolences. You were missing being highest scored by 1.14 points. That's a tough one. That's going to cost me an Andrew Jackson. That, 20, that, that Andrew Jackson could have went to Theo's diapers. Goddamn. You could have used it. Also, Prudence remains extremely, uh, extremely invested in the Eagles. I mean, starting three pass catchers for the same team, it's it's a that's going to be a tough one. And we talked about this. Like, I didn't think it was like the worst of plays, but there is no. a gamble with it. And mm-hmm. he still had a very nice, you know, outgoing from his team. But um, yeah, that that is kind of questionable at times, especially against a Sunday night matchup against the Cowboys. That's what I was going to say. Looking forward in their match in their uh, schedule. They got Tennessee in week 13. It's like, yeah, fire them all up for that unless somebody's hurt. Yeah, and that's going to be right before the season ends, so he's going to need that. Yeah. But for you, one person that I'm really shocked by, like, in every week is Tyree Kill. I was not expecting him to have this output – like he, he and the craziest part is he's not even scoring touchdowns. No, he's he's just catching like fifteen balls for two hundred yards. Yeah, he's already <laughs> set the Dolphins' record for most ten catches, one hundred and fifty yard performances, and he's only been in like six games. Yeah, it's ridiculous in Dolphins history, and the Dolphins are a pretty accomplished franchise through the seventies and eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, with Marino, and like I was pretty shocked to hear that, and like I just was not expecting that. It doesn't matter who's quarterback. They got Skylar Thompson in that. I think going into this season, everyone was like. Okay, Tyreek is. Can he make it happen with Tua? And I, so far, the answer is pretty much yes to that. And then Tua went down, and I, I mean, yeah, hard to believe that he's doing it and with Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater and Skylar Thompson. But so now let's point to the negatives of your team before we get into Prudence. Yeah, we got to talk about your tight end situation. There's, there you ha- there, it's very, it's very up and down. So here's the thing: unless you have Kelsey or Andrews, you're playing this game. Yes. And so I'm playing the game with Hayden Hurst. Uh, Irv Smith and Kyle Pitts, and it's like this should be an easy decision with Pitts being Pitts, a, Pitts exactly. should be your automatic start exactly. But I mean, the reality is this season he has been my third best tight end out of those guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I mean, they're all boomer bust with touchdowns right now. It shouldn't be that way. Pitts should be used in the same way that uh, Mark Andrews is. But the reality on, of that team is they have a shitty wide receiver room. They can game script uh, defenses can script 
Kyle Pitts right out of it. And uh, the running game's a little suspect, and uh, yeah. they have a you know a bridge quarterback in Mariota too. So I, I mean, I'm I'm hanging on for the future for Kyle Pitts. It would take. I, I would. It's it's just a tough situation to be in. Like I just think it's a. Uh, you know, something you got to brave the storm right now. But yep. one person I did want to talk to you about who's been probably pulling your your Jew curls out right now is definitely uh, Cam Akers. You know what? I'm choosing to be zen about the entire thing. <laughs> I think, you know, it, it couldn't it, it couldn't get any worse than it has been, you know? it's If he gets traded, fine. If he doesn't get traded, whatever. I saw on Sunday <laughs> that he was a healthy scratch, and they were talking about, like, there's just difference of opinions on right. how he should be used and – um, we talked about on the podcast that like he can't run block, or I'm sorry, pass block, which is a big deal in the Rams offense, which that's all they do. So I think it's a good change of scenery for Cam Akers. And uh, definitely hold on to him, and I don't think you're going to get any trade bait in our league. But definitely well, not. During this, during exactly. this, you're yeah. going to have to ride that wave too. Yeah, and I and that's fine with me. I'm totally cool with seeing what happens with him. Um, I, I've got enough depth at that position that it's really no no sweat. I'd be curious back. to see who'd be interested in him because as I've like, gotten offers. I, people have asked about okay. getting him, but it's just you know I'm not going to trade him for a fourth round pick. It's like people are people are smart in the league if they're asking they're trying to buy low, yeah, which is the time sure. to do it. Mm-hmm. And you you're just not trying ready to, to do hold that on. yet. Trying to hold on, but uh, with Prudence though, I mean he's uh, so far manager of the year so far or bounce back manager of the year, but got to be. I think he's got to be very pleasantly surprised. Another solid outing of uh, Brees Hall. He's definitely the real deal on a surging Jets yeah, offense, even though sure. the passing game's not there. Him, uh, Michael Carter, uh, definitely a good one-two tandem with the Jets, and uh, definitely getting some production out of CM twenty CMC twenty-two. I can't wait to see where he ends up. Where are you thinking? So I heard something about Rams or 49ers, and it's really hard to imagine the Rams getting him given how many picks they've already traded away. Yeah, I just don't know what kind of capital they have to trade for. I can him. see, and, I can see him going to the 49ers though. But the 49ers have a good young running back in Elijah Mitchell. Is he that good, though? He's banged up every other week. That's, best I, I best think, abilities, availability, so that's fair. Uh-huh. I think that I think that CMC would slot right in. What are we thinking about the Bills making the deal for him? You know, I didn't know that was even a thing, but, I mean, it would be crazy if true. They don't really – I mean, they don't use running backs that way. Uh, in the passing game, they do. Uh, hmm. I, I, I'm just floating out there. The Bills are talked about as a lot for – they could do it. I mean, their running backs are pretty booty. They are. And, and, and if I they guess. had Christian McCaffrey, like, they would be pretty formidable. Yeah, this is their This true. is their year. This is the Bills' year. Yeah, it's true. That, I mean, that would be crazy. It would be awesome. It would be like a super team. <laughs> yeah, and to, like, kind of wrap up Prudence's uh, team right now, the one negative, uh, those aging quarterbacks. With Rodgers and Brady, like, I, I'd be, like, Rogers he's, Rogers hasn't cracked twenty points this year. He's got to he's got to feel like the the Greeks at Thermopylae, just holding back the Persian army with those two old guys right now. Like the, yeah, the line's gonna break soon. Yeah, it's tough. He's got to be thinking about about next year uh, what he's gonna do in the draft. Yeah, I don't know what he's gonna do. Um, we'll see. But uh, he can ride it out for this year. But definitely needs to be thinking quarterback next year with a uh, very quarterback heavy draft. Yep. Moving into uh, McCracken versus Mundus, Ernie. He's he's riding Kelsey Waddle and Diggs and and I mean, it makes a lot of sense. It's a great lineup. Yeah, no, it's great. I think uh, Jalen Waddle, another delightful surprise on the Dolphins' offense that I was going into the season not mm-hmm. too sure about. Stephon Diggs, really fucking good. Yeah, extremely, <laughs> he, extremely and good. It still bu- bugs me to this day that he was in the Ravens' backyard at University of Maryland and went in the fifth round, and we still didn't draft him. Like, which goes back to the Ravens' whole thing about not being able to draft a receiver and you know not. The fact that like he's a receiver, but five rounds, and you didn't just take a flyer on him. Like, hey, we can do it with Keenan Reynolds, who never played the position, and he was a right. Heisman Trophy candidate from Navy. But mm-hmm. you're you're not going to take one on Stephon Diggs. And granted, it's all about the quarterback situation, in the offense, and he's right. been very well in Minnesota and now Buffalo. But right. it just still bugs me to this day. Great games from Alvin Kamara again and Debo Samuel. Not necessarily what you would. Hope for from Debo, not a ceiling performance, but solid. I mean, it's it's nice to see Debo staying on the field for yep. this many games after in a row. after all the stuff he went exactly. through in the offseason. Yeah, so that's that's good to see. So what are we thinking about with our Ernie's like quarterback situation with Russell Wilson? I mean, Russell played one quarter of football. First quarter, he was pretty freaking good, and I was I was kind of like biting he, my he, lip. He, he suckered us in. Didn't he, he did, and then oh my god, we were hoodwinked. He, 
He's he sucks right he, now. He's bad. He sucks. He's pretty bad. The Broncos suck. He's coaching. He sucks. He dude, they're they're Russell pretty, sucks. They're pretty bad. Like I don't. The I, defensive secondary is good. If I could Patrick swap Sertan the, the, could swap the Ravens secondary for theirs, I would do it. Patrick Sertan <laughs> in the second is legit. Yeah, and I think uh, that Hackett, uh, the coach, is so out of his, you know, comfort zone right now. Russell Wilson he does doesn't have anything that like looks like he's doing well. Um, he's not utilizing Jerry Judy well. Mm-mm. They benched Melvin Gordon, which was a very odd for Latavius Murray, right? Who's just <laughs> and Mike Boone. Like I just don't understand all that. Um, you know, I'm not really sure how to go about all this with the Broncos, but it's pretty scary there. And uh, he started Devin Duvernay instead, which didn't really hurt him. I don't. I mean, I don't blame him. Yeah, <laughs> he won the game. So can I? Uh, can I? Do something real quick. Uh, can I rub my hands together because I get to roast Ryan Mundus's last rep again? Oh, yeah, let's do it. This is my favorite time let's of the week it. to talk about how shitty Paul's team is. <laughs> the the two and four, excuse me, the one, one and five. And five <laughs> That's why I said I'm Mundus's. Yikes! He has to be doing a looking at a coaching change. He needs, <laughs> dude. They are so bad, and he, they. I think Mundus needs a spotter. <laughs> Oof. What 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 do you want to get into first with Mundus? So let's talk about Curtis Samuel. Oh, yeah. You can't, I mean, it's crazy because at the beginning of the season we were talking about, you know, Wentz mode. Everybody everybody was eating, and now you, it, they're all totally radioactive. So you can't start anybody. I talked to Paul on Thursday night and uh, leading up to the match, and to be honest, uh, he was asking me from like who he should start. And I said, well, Bears are pretty shitty. I mean, Samuel isn't a bad play. But you also have George Kittle on the bench that could be flexed. Um, yep. And... He also wanted to start Pickens, and I was like, okay, if you're trying to go for a boom or bust, like, I get it, but uh, you, you sometimes got to go for that, like, that like safe floor, right? Which, for me, if I was picking a boom or bust, I'd go Pickens, but not Samuel. Right. Yeah. And uh, Ertz was the right play at tight end, but, you know, yeah. Kittle also had a solid matchup. Uh, left Juju Smith-Schuster on the bench. So I was looking at those benches, and I saw Juju Smith-Schuster right across the street from Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and it's just like, we're going to be talking about this all season. <laughs> Nobody, no receiver on that team is startable. No. However, what about that rumor, DJ Moore to the Chiefs? Does that muddy the waters further, or does DJ Moore get some He uh, solidifies some it. He's a guy. He's a, he's definitely a good guy. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what's going on in that Kansas City room, but they have Patrick Mahomes. And yep. he makes everybody just so much better. Oh, yeah. I mean, good real football, bad fantasy football. Yes. And also, Paul, you know, his running back room is arguably one of the scariest in the league. With injuries and inconsistent play, it's just... I don't think any team in the league has more running backs rostered who are healthy scratches every week. Than Paul sides. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he's definitely... Uh, we'll, we'll pick his brain a little bit when we call in later, but uh, he's definitely got to be down and out right now. So jumping down to Boakland versus Dan Erdman, this was a big matchup this week. Yeah, you know, it was. Brennan, Brennan's won a lot of games. Last week was tough Thanks for him. Thanks to you. But, uh, yeah, well, of course. But uh, <laughs> getting back uh, versus the Erdmans, that's a tough team, tough matchup. Um, I think, first of all, the Jacksonville honeymoon is over. Uh, Christian Kirk, not doing great for me. Trevor Lawrence, uh, you know, I, I can't blame anybody for not picking the two rushing touchdowns this, this week, but... I, I don't know. I don't think that. Uh, before I'm, I get into, you know, dissecting Brennan's team, did you talk to Brennan at all before, like any like side conversation about like, hey, I've been setting your lineup based on highest projection points, oh, and yeah. you're four and one. Maybe you should follow that trend because <laughs> he started Danny Dimes versus the Ravens, which did okay, but Trevor yeah. Lawrence had a much better output against the Col- a shitty Colts team. Granted, like you said, those rushing touchdowns kind of hid how bad the passing performance was, but. Right. You know, I was just curious if you had talked to Brendan about like, hey, this is the state of your team right now. You need to make <laughs> and some here's, moves. And here's why. Yeah, right. No, <laughs> probably should have probably should have done that. I, I will say though, Jacksonville has the Giants this week. Kind if, of fun matchup. If the Giants beat, or rather, if Jacksonville beats the Giants and we couldn't beat the Giants, I am going to be furious. Well, maybe because Jacksonville probably plays all four quarters of football and the Ravens don't. Yeah, I guess we'll have to <laughs> wait and see. But when uh, Brendan starts setting his lineup with Keenan Allen coming back. Since you just you know questioned prudence with it, do you start Mike Williams and Keenan Allen at the same time? Not right now, not right now. I mean, this team is just the Chargers last year. I would say yes, but this year they have not been 
that team. It's Austin Eckler and take your pick. Yeah, I mean Gerald Everett's having a pretty decent output as a tight end, but like mm-hmm. Joshua Palmer's eating. Yeah, um, I just think it's the offensive line being not so good when uh, the fact that uh, Rashawn Slater went down, so he's had to get the ball out a lot faster. So he's just getting yeah. out to whoever comes open first. And Keenan Allen used to be a hundred reception guy all the time. I mean, last year he was hurt all year. This year, obviously, hasn't really played. So, yeah, I, I don't know what happens with Keenan Allen moving forward. I, I, I'd say you've got to see it before he's back in your lineup regularly. On the other foot, uh, Dan Erdman, uh, off to another 5-1 and one start. He's, uh, he's in second place. Uh, he got, gave Kirk Cousins a start this week, and he's have, also having a fantasy uh, season for himself. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's, that's kind of the Kirk Cousins M.O. He's always like that a, is a sneaky stereotype. QB1. Yeah, he's like, not, it's not flashy. terrible fantasy quarter. Or I'm sorry, terrible real life quarterback. But on paper, he puts up numbers. Mm-hmm, no doubt, and that's I mean that's always been the case. Last like five years, I feel like that's been the case. But for Kirk he's Cousins. gonna have to start playing him a lot more now that Carson Wentz Indeed. is getting surgery. Yeah, <laughs> Tyler Ward mm-hmm. has been cursing me literally every day, being like, "Oh, thanks for that trade, dickhead." I think I think we're gonna get Sam Howell before too long. Yeah, there's gonna be something going on in Washington. Uh, Carson Wentz is starting to run out of runway in terms of equity, in terms of when he's... Well, he's out for, what, six weeks? Four to six. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean... He got surgery. I I guess they'll probably bring him back for the end of the season, but why even bother? (laughs) Yeah, I don't... (laughs) Is he on a one-year? I'm not really sure, but they, Hmm. you know, they traded picks for him, and uh, somebody will pick him up again just because there is talent there, but, like, him being injured all the time and just having a shitty attitude, I think, is definitely starting to wear its core or wear down some coaching staff. Like, I'm not really sure, but the Washington football team now, the Commanders is now you know they're starting to become the, the Commanders again. Definitely. And uh, to wrap it up for Tyler, you know, remind Jerry Stevenson uh, when Damian Harris was out filling in the Derrick Henry void. Um, I was looking at Tyler's receivers and not just Terry McLaurin not performing, but Calvin Ridley being on IR. I didn't mm-hmm. realize. I was wondering why Tyler's receivers were looking a little thin. I'm yeah. like, oh, well, he's not getting the output from Ter- Scary Terry, and he's also not getting it from Calvin Ridley, who has a gambling problem. Right. But uh, with his with that running back, I mean, room, he's always running. in the group. He, all, he only needs to start two wide receivers a week, and he'll pick you know somebody at, at somebody off his lineup. Yep, for sure. So last matchup here, we got Joan Dennis's versus uh, Nate McGreal's birthday. Happy birthday, Nate. Happy birthday, Nate. So as we said earlier, Nate McGreal, kind of our toilet bowl winner. Joe Dennis won the game, technically. Um, Kenneth Walker getting his shot this week. He put up numbers. So Yeah, Sean has to definitely be uh, happy with that since he took him in the first round. Uh, he had some hernia surgery in the offseason, but um, – they said that Kenneth Walker had some upside, uh, and it showed once Rashad Penny went down, who they couldn't depend on due to injuries. So, so I'm looking it was at ni- it was nice surprise for him. I'm I'm looking at the stats from that game. Nobody else ran the ball. I mean, like DJ Dallas had a tenth of a point. <laughs> some yeah. other guys had like a tenth of points. Well, they they drafted Walker in the hopes of him being the bell cow because they had concerns with Rashad Penny. But the fact that he can actually do it coming off of this injury, I think, bodes well. So. Another news, I know he didn't have that great a week, and we already talked about the McCrackens, but Geno Smith, you know, has to be one of the just fantasy football, regular football delights of the season. Oh, yeah. It's pretty safe to say, like, ironically, that the Seahawks made out in this Russell Wilson trade badly. (laughs) Like, they got so many draft picks. They got a tight end, and they didn't have to pay him $250 million. Yeah, so about the tight end position, this is I feel like the Seahawks are one of the teams like the Broncos actually. They're actually they're playing like three or four tight ends a decent amount. It's like you can't start anybody on either of these teams. No, but I wouldn't touch them anyways. Uh, yeah. But if your name's not Lockett, Metcalf or Walker or Smith, that's yeah, it. No doubt. Um what else we got going on here? Yeah. Nice week from Zeke. Rare. Yeah, I he's done. For me, I think he uh, if he has that random good game, but he's just mm-hmm. the consistency is not there with Pollard in the mix. But uh, Matty Ice, Brandon Ayuk with huge games on the bench for him, but luckily Yikes. he is playing Adam, who Kenyon also Drake. should be looking in the Kenyon Drake. Yeah, 
what are we going to, what, what, what do we even say about well, that? Well, that's a nice transition <laughs> because you know who has J.K. Dobbins is Adam. Oh, yeah, right. At, and J.K. Dobbins has to be saying, like, what the fuck is going on with J.K. Dobbins? Yeah, I mean, what did they say? That his knee tightened up or something like that halfway through Which the game? I don't necessarily, like, dispute, but it's just, like, he is not doing what I thought he would be doing this year. I took him in every single other fantasy league, and oh, I was really? really high on him just because um, what I saw from him as a rookie and uh, when they ran the ball consistently with him, I'm like, they're just going to have a really good year. And maybe I underestimated the, the knee injury or the, the way the Ravens would be utilizing him, but yeah. it's definitely a little bit concerning for the Ravens and for Adam. I guess we'll see what happens when Gus comes back, as like on the Kenyon Drake thing. But yeah, it'll might he might do better with a like Gus Edwards and well the Kenyon Drake thing too. But uh, the one person that Adam definitely has to be, you know, we always say growing more gray hair over Kyler Murray. He Jeez, fucking Louise. stinks. The Cardinals suck. I was watching that game on my phone, like with a you know the Sports Center GameCast, mm-hmm. just because I had like fantasy implications. But I was yeah, watching yeah. Chiefs game. Every single fucking play with the Cardinals <laughs> was either Kyler Murray ran for five yards, dumped it to Zach Ertz for seven yards, or he took a sack for eight yards, or turned it over. It was like, every, and it was like, those were the only plays he had. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. Like, this guy got so much money, and they critiqued him in the offseason, but who knows with uh, DeAndre Hopkins coming back? Like, that's a pretty nice security blanket. And Robbie Anderson. Oh God, T U Temple. Yeah, L. indeed. Yeah, he. I don't know what's going on in Arizona. They're definitely a uh, surprising start, but we'll see what goes on on Thursday night football against the Saints. Yep. Um, well, I guess it's let's uh, get into an ad break, and then we're gonna call in with this week's winner, Brendan and uh, Freeloader Paul. <laughs> this week's episode is brought to you by Laser Force. If the X-Files and Paintball had a baby that was then adopted by Buzz Lightyear, you'd get us, Laser Force, now open in Shrewsbury Commons. Stop by for your elementary schooler's next birthday party, and be sure to sign the Injury Liability Waiver before you let those little rascals loose in our blacklit play place. No offense. Use promo code HENSLEY for 10 free quarters to use on our air hockey machines the next time you stop in. Now, back to the show. Hello. Hey there, and welcome to Hensley's Hangout. Here we are. <laughs> are you uh, out in beautiful Conchahokan? I am in beautiful Conchahokan. Speaking of, driving through, beautiful little town. It's been a while since I've been here. It's grown up a little bit. Oh, yeah, definitely. How's uh, how's your house guest, uh, Paul Seitz? Um, I'm at Paul and Gina's B&B. Uh, it's always, the hospitality is always uh, a five-star expected stay. So a little mint Paul's on the pillow. Old-fashioned. Folks, Min- uh, let me tell you something about. Well, first of all, thanks for having me back. Great to be here. Hold on. Well, we didn't bring you in. Hold yet. on. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Well, let's let's reel it in a little bit. Brendan, uh, can you get back on the phone real quick uh, first? So, uh, Paul, we heard it was uh, 76ers' first matchup tonight. Surprised you're not at the game. Uh, it's in Boston. I will be oh. there Thursday. I'm Never there mind. Saturday. Yeah, we. I'm with like the first four over the next week. You, you have to excuse my co-host. Uh, he was unaware of where the game was at. I should have yeah, informed fate. him in. And but I, you might as well listen to the end of the podcast, Paul. I got the '76er song taking us out. Oh, that's. I mean, I, I, I can't. I, don't, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. We actually. So it's the Sixers, Phillies, and the Flyers on tonight. I got interviewed nobody, by. Yeah, Wow. Six ABC at Buffalo Billiards. So uh, watch out for the news. So big, big week in Philadelphia, obviously for uh, the the Phillies huge, and the man. Eagles, but big week for for Paul as well with this uh, with the Steelers upset going on. Yeah, I mean it was uh, it was that was pretty amazing. Uh, just to you know put it simply, we we the attitude leading up to the to kickoff, um, the boys were not buzzing. Um, <laughs> We were we were expecting a pretty handy loss, uh, but you could tell from the start that Tom Brady really just didn't have it. Um, I mean, it's what happens when you spend Friday night in New York with Robert Kraft, Meek Mill, and others right. instead of you know grinding tape. And John Bon Jovi, the headliner. Quite frankly, you should be taking a little more seriously, Tom. <laughs> you know, I, I that I found out today that that news got leaked to the to the to the team beforehand. So I think there's a little extra motivation to really make that. Uh, Really make that old fuck rethink his, uh, his his pregame ritual there. I do want to emphasize from my end, I think there was a key play that really changed the ties of that game uh, that we can really, you know. Oh, here we go. I know where this is going. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky came in starting quarterback for uh, previously for the Steelers, and I think he won the game, Paul. Is that right? Uh, uh, Mitch? So it's going to officially go down as a QB save. Uh, <laughs> Kenny had the lead when he went out. It was the second half. Mm. So so we're going to log a QB save for Mitch. Kyle, I think you're going to want to check the uh, lead rules. That should be at least Yeah, so yeah. we'll say uh, Kenny Pickett, as they call it in baseball, a quality start. He went more quality than start. <laughs> quality start, yes. That game in Buffalo, he really showed out to be the, the quarterback the Steelers let's, expected. Let's and then, you know, you bring in Mitch and you win the game. So I think it's right. pretty clear uh, Thursday here. So uh, Mitch is really – he's the closer. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves, Kyle. I think uh, starting uh, mid and closer is our boy uh, Mitchell. Oh, okay, got uh, it, got it, got it. So, so yeah, let's. I would, imagine, I would imagine, given the fact that this next matchup is Sunday Night Football against uh, against uh, Tua coming fresh out of the, uh, the concussion protocol, I would imagine that Mitch is probably going to get the nod again on is Sunday. That, so yeah, it's going to be the it's going. the CTE bowl. I can't imagine that the Steelers are going to take the risk of trotting Kenny out there and having a repeat of. A couple weeks ago. Is that in Pittsburgh, Miami? That's in Miami. Shit. Yeah, we're going to get smoked. Not good. That's okay. okay. Well, see, this, I see Paul's doing this, like, Paul, Paul, you're doing this reverse psychology where you're going in every game, like, all oh, the Steelers suck. We're going to lose every game. I mean, but then they come back and win. I know what that horse shit you're pulling. I mean, at this point, guys, we might as well just stink. Like, we were, there's a clear, there is a clear lack of talent on this roster. And you need a couple of years of top picks to, to really to you know revamp a farm system and, and get some guys in there that are you know that are capable of making some plays. Yeah, retweet CC Chicago on that one. So the reason why we did want to call you guys and uh, Paul, I know it's hard for you to shut up for two seconds, but we're going to talk to sure. Brendan first. Yeah, sure. And uh, Brendan, we want to say uh, from the bottom of my heart because you handed me my first loss. Congratulations on not just one of your your one of two wins this year, but beating me single handedly by fifty plus points and. Uh, We'll get Josh on the phone or try to text him soon to get you your $20. Yeah, I, I really feel like I can speak for the majority of Southern York County here. When I think of winners, I, I think of the Heflins automatically. Yeah, right. And so it's really nice to be able to bring the Heflin name uh, what they deserve. So, so uh, really, really one of the original that, five families of the Southern York County and area. And, you know, seeing Donnie against Heflins, uh, it was never going to be a, a win for Donnie. Uh, that's the grittiness of the Heflins. Uh, there's, there's no stopping that. <laughs> Not to well touch it off here, but to piggyback on that last statement, um, I think when most of us think of losers, we all we think of that. <laughs> so it's just fitting yeah. that the picture of winning and the picture of being a fucking turd yeah. were on display. Today. We need to get one of those PTI buttons, mm. like yeah. uh, or around no around the horn where we just mute Paul when he starts talking on these calls. <laughs> So, uh, so Brendan, I have to, I have to ask that twenty dollar check. It's going to be in the mail. Where you? What are you thinking? You're going to spend that on? Ooh, twenty dollars. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, might invest in some in-depth tape for Paul and I can review uh, for okay. next Sunday Night Football for okay. uh, QB One in Pittsburgh. That might be good. Just some, that's some good investment. Tape. Yeah, like the M One mixtapes. Yeah, there we go. Prepared, man. <laughs> okay, so um, both of you guys, just thinking about where your teams are today. Not, neither of you probably where you were hoping to be at the beginning of the season. Um, what's the next move for uh, for the Heflins and for uh, Mundus's last rep? What are you guys thinking? Well, I'll start with the Heflins. It would be nice for uh, Jonathan Taylor to show up uh, for one week. Right. Uh, pretty fucking disappointing every week. Uh, I think it was a big pickup by the Heflins. Deion Jackson, his backup, really showed up. I think he had the most points in that on the syndicate this, this past weekend. So He was right up there. He, yeah, he went uninjured. But uh, I think it's about focusing on uh, the future and keeping the, keeping the young guys uh, involved. But also so, hoping the veterans can actually fucking show up for once. Jonathan Taylor, look at you. Uh, it would be nice to get some points on the board for yeah. at least one week. I think you get Jonathan Taylor back, you're in contention for that last yeah, playoff Yeah, especially spot. we talked about it earlier, but uh, it's awesome the production you're getting from Mark Andrews and Justin Jefferson. Of, so Jonathan Taylor can show up. Uh, I think you could be making that late playoff push. Mark yeah. Andrews is a fucking beast. I, I like him. I like Friermuth if, if Mark Andrews goes down. Um, yep. But, I, I, you know, it's – the team's good. The starters on the the syndicate are looking good. Uh, it's just a matter of the you know the ones you expect to perform actually get some points at the board. Jonathan Taylor. So, again. Uh, but quarterbacks, we're we're seeing some improvements there too. So it's, uh, it could be worse. Yeah, it's I was going to say so the quarterbacks are like the one thing that are holding you back. But uh, I mean, as well, long as those three guys that we just named have solid performances, it could probably like mass the smell. Forward, yeah. We'll we'll see what Mitch is back in the he's back in the mix. Uh, Justin Fields is actually starting to pass the ball more than uh, nine times a game. Uh, and in addition to that, I think uh, the pickup at Teddy Bridgewater looking good in Miami. Yep. We'll yep. see what two his concussion does, but he had a solid uh, past week this weekend, but didn't start him. But he's uh, he's looking good. 
And uh, so, Paul, we're going to ask you about what's going on with uh, Mundus' last rep. And uh, the rhetorical question, does Mundus need a spotter? So, I'm, I'll, I'll, before I get to Mundus' last rep, um, I just wanted to to draw some attention to some comments that Brendan made earlier. Surprisingly, not about Mr. Trubisky. Um, he mentioned the hospitality he's received here today. Right. I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, if I didn't give Gina the credit she's due on this podcast. Five stars all around. Yep. I mean, she's a saint. We love here. her. I came home from a – I just got back from Pittsburgh today. I was uh, doing some work out there after the, the big Steelers win. Yeah, sure um, you were. I mean, the place was just – We saw you at the casino. The, the place was just immaculate. I, you know, I came in like a hurricane and ruined it, but I was just trying to Pretty put on usual. a good home-cooked meal for my friend. I mean, I'm out there – Grating mozzarella cheese like your Italian grandmother to make some garlic bread. Wow! Um, but fresh garlic bread. We got steaks. We got fresh potatoes. Oh all my goodness! Fashion. Again, yeah. Why don't we lock her up? So I just wanted to before we got into the football here. I just wanted to uh, to give Gina her due. Well, it but sounds like you. Uh, it sounds the, like that's a good co-owner right there. Uh, last rep. It's a much less positive conversation. Um, similar to similar to my beloved Pittsburgh Steelers, we are we're we're, we're thinking about the future. Um. Hoping to get a win this week against Adam, and uh, ooh, that's a good. One. Hoping to get a win this week against Adam to give the boys some confidence. But I think what we're looking for here, uh, you, you know, looking to make some strategic trades uh, to to uh, you know to get ourselves ready for the future, and, and ultimately just making sure that all the guys on the roster are pulling in the same direction, and that the uh, the Mundus's last rep franchise can kind of can kind of right the ship going into next year. We might have to fire the coach. Um, no personnel changes are off the table. Um, except for Justin Herbert, Pat, don't get, don't get excited. <laughs> so, so moving into week seven, you got a matchup with Nate McGrill. I want to know which Mundus is going to come into the game in week seven. Are you flexing your quads at the gym? Are you oh, pulling a back a bow? Are you chopping wood? I think, I think, you are, know, you Kyle, are you taking mirror picks? Kyle, yeah, think, yeah. Kyle, you know, that's a great question. Um, I think this week is going to be, is going to be bicep Mundus. Okay. <laughs> that's a, that's know, a strong Mundus. We're gonna, you know, it, it, this week, this week, and why I say that, it's because this game, truthfully, I mean, we're talking zero and six against one and five. This this game really means nothing. Um, it's about to me, it's about putting on a show to let this league know that the Munduses are not the bottom of the barrel. So that's why I say biceps. You know, we got popcorn muscles. We're going to get this one win. Hopefully, you know, fuck Adam, but um, <laughs> just looking to get this one win as, as a little positive message for the boys in the locker room. It's been a lot of a lot of losing over the last month. Um, so I'm hoping we can get this win and then we'll, you know, after this week, we'll continue to focus on the future and, and making ourselves better for the years to come. One nice thing about bicep Mundus, you know, what comes with that forearm Mundus. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can, can we Not a Mundus that can be overlooked. Usually can we tie a song that kind of to forearm Mundus? Is there a certain song that comes to mind within that, that Snapchat pic that he would eventually post? I mean, oh, wow. I feel like Fort Minor can never get oh, <laughs> Wow. That is like yeah. as perfect like, of a like song. Watt, I feel like they're the same person, just with Mundus has much less athletic ability. Wow. So uh, I think. How about, and how about Andrew actually reaching out and making contact with Mundus? That, that was, was so fucking funny. Yeah, what the fuck <laughs> was mistaken, that? Mistakenly, Jesus, dude. And Mundus not catch. Catching on to is the best part about it. Like just answering it truthfully. Yeah, a cape, a, a cape to a, a mullet to a redneck is like a cape to a superhero. And that's, I mean, those are worse than. So, to wrap up this conversation, Brendan, I got this conversation. You know, finisher for you. Last question: State of the Union, Chicago Bears. You've been pretty quiet more than recent yeah. years. Um, I think you're tempering your expectations and also just maturing as you get older, but. What's the status? What do you feel about Eberflus, Justin Fields, the organization, just general temperature in the room in Chicago? I mean, uh, I'm sipping the Flus juice a little bit. Mm. Uh, it's a little too early to tell. Uh, it's it's a rebuilding year. I had zero expectations for this year uh, to begin with. The fact that we actually won two games so far is uh, hugely impressive. Uh, it's going to be a rebuild for a long time. I'm interested to see what Ryan Pace does. Not fucking Ryan Pace, whatever his dumb name is. The new guy. Uh, but, I mean, we suck. We know we suck. We're a young team. I like the draft picks we had last year. Uh, Kyle can speak to my fandom that he saw in 2018 when he shall not be named, hit the post twice. Cody Parker. Uh, it was intense. Double doink. It was intense. I remember so, after I that. I don't think we're going to be any good for, I mean, at least the next three to four years. I'm still riding with Justin. Uh, he's still the QB uh, that we need. Uh, no, no point in trading him, but we're a young team. 
brand new coach, brand new GM. We suck. I don't expect to win any game. If I'm just looking for progress each week. And we certainly made zero progress against Washington last week. That was the worst game I think I've ever seen at Soldier Field uh, in a long time. But, you know, with Justin, it's like obviously on the whole not a good game. But there were definitely plays or series where it was like, damn, right. this, guy, so this guy's getting it done. I've seen spurts from him. But when you don't invest in an offensive line in a wide receiver, this is what you so get. The young man has no, no chance. You don't, if you don't invest. So the line's huge. But offensive weapons, too. So we offloaded Allen Robinson. Yeah. Uh, I forget other than names we didn't sign, we didn't I bring mean, back. The four we should of us might as well be going out the right. Exactly. Uh, we have no offensive weapons. We're going to have double the cap space out of any other team uh, next year. So mm. oh, uh, again, what could go wrong? Uh, <laughs> who we fucking sign and you know solidify deals with? I have no idea. But it's rebuilding uh, the whole Arlington Heights situation. Uh, it's the Chicago's being rebranded. Uh, you know, for the futures to come. So uh, they stink. I hate watching them. I hate wasting my time. Can't wait for Monday Night Football in New England when we get smoked by Zappy, whoever the fuck that quarterback is. <laughs> uh, if I could ask just one more Justin Fields-related question. On a, on a scale of one to a guy, where do we feel he is on the he's the guy scale? Is he, uh, like, is he the guy or is he the guy right now? He's the guy. He's the guy. I'm, wow, I'm, not, wow. I'm not doubting Justin. That sounds confident. Uh, he's got wow. no weapons. He can run. Uh, that terrorist... Nagy is out, uh, so he's um, a terrorist, hundred uh, percent uh, international terrorist. Uh, he does not belong in Chicago whatsoever. But that being said, uh, we're finally starting to see some play calls that go towards Justin Fields' strengths. Yep. Uh, and once he gets some weapons on his side, I think we'll be good to go. But again, I'm just looking for progress each week. Don't expect to win another damn game this year. Uh, but that being said, I'm just looking for progress. Go Bears! Hey, go Bears! Go Bears! Go Bears. Well, uh, go Steelers too. Well, we wanted to thank you both for calling in. Uh, this was a lot of fun. One of the more enjoyable phone conversations we've had in a while. Paul, what's the Sixer score? Um, I'm we're back in like the den. I can't see it, but go Sixers. So I gotta get back out there. Paul set up uh, two TVs in the living room. We got the Sixers on. We got the Phillies here uh, already on. But I think they started eight oh three. Wow! Not only is this place a five star hotel, it's also a Dave and Buster's. I was thinking more of a Damon's kind of. Feel. Oh, there we go. Garlic bread and all. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> cheers, boys. Thanks for calling in. Uh, yeah, bear down, boys. Talk to you soon. Bye. Peace. Really insightful stuff, as always, from those dirtbags. Yeah, they really are Philadelphia's finest. I know Brendan no longer lives there, but and you were a Philadelphian for a little bit. But oh, yeah. Paul is just running deep with the Sixers right now, and just uh, after that Pittsburgh win, he's really high on fun right now. High on something. <laughs> so, uh, all right, we're going to get into I Choose You real quick, where uh, me and Pat pick winners for week seven. And uh, whoever gets the fewest right, we're going to be drinking next week. See you in a sec. And we're back. So uh, let's get into the matchups for this coming week. First one let's talk about is Donnie's running tab versus Prudence. I'm calling this the marquee matchup of the week. And I'm taking Prudence. Ooh. I think I, I, I like him to uh, bounce back and uh, deliver the second loss to Donnie's running tab. Damn. I, uh, I'm i a little scared of Prudence a little bit. But uh, I wanted to have a bounce back week against him. Prudence has the Eagles on bye, which is going to hurt. Yep. And uh, some of his bench guys, uh, like Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, and uh, Elijah Moore ha- are at Denver who have a good defense. So it's going to be some tough matchups. So I'm going to have to roll with me. I think these old guys... They're going to have to bounce back sooner or later. Carolina's a good candidate for that, and so is Washington. Yeah, well, guess who has Mike Evans? Yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Abshagan versus the McCracken. I'm riding with myself. I'm on a four-win streak. I think I got a pretty solid team. I think I'm going to knock uh, the McCracken off. Yeah, I was looking at uh, Ernie's team and uh, was going to pick him since you have Josh Allen, who's on by. But he has uh, Stephon Diggs on by, so it kind of mitigates it out. Yep. And uh, he doesn't have the depth that you do, so I'm going to have to go with you as well. So Erdman's versus the Heflins. Uh, I'm just going to take the easy answer and go with the Erdman's here. I think there's enough depth uh, on the bench to gut this one out. Yeah, this is tough as both teams have guys out. Uh, yep. Tyler's going to be scrambling for a quarterback. He doesn't have one currently that's being able to play this week because he has Jalen Hurts and Kirk Cousins on by. Oh. Plus, Carson Wentz is hurt. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Love season. No, Jordan Love is not going to be starting. 
So uh, there's no good quarterbacks for Dan as Cousins and Hurts are on by, like I said. But uh, he has a running back depth, and Brendan has uh, Justin Jefferson on by. So we have to go with Dan. So uh, do the Erdmans, do they drop like 50 fab on Taylor Heineke this week? Uh, we'll see. I think uh, <laughs> I, I talked to Tyler a little bit before this, and uh, he's got some uh, tricks up his sleeve on who's playing quarterback, and I don't oh, want to ruin it for the rest of the league. But uh, pretty interesting stuff that's going to be coming out of Dan Urban's cell. I'm looking forward to Bailey Zappi start. <laughs> uh, up next, Boakland versus the Fighting Joe Dennis's. I think the Genes- I think the Dennis's are going to win this one. Wow, uh, Boakland- that's another upset. Yeah, I I think Boakland between the Rams players that he's losing to buy, I I think he's going to struggle without him. I think the Dennis's are going to get this one. Okay, I'm going to still go with Boakland. Uh, not sure that Matt Ryan and Will Disley <laughs> will keep up uh, <laughs> the Joe Dennis's from uh, how would you say drowned? But uh, Keenan Allen definitely needs to play for Boakland in order for him to make this. But I'm uh, still going to go with him. And lastly, Toilet Bowl Part 2 with the Mundus's versus Nate McGreal. <laughs> you know what? I bet on Nate last week. I'm not going to do it this week. I think uh, I think Mundus's are maybe less affected by buys, maybe a little less bad of a team. So I'm going Mundus. Yeah, this is going to be uh, another good Toilet Bowl matchup. And uh, it hurts me to say <laughs> this, but I'm going to have to roll with Mundus too. Uh, Nate McGreal's team is just pretty depleted right now. And uh, it's going to be hard to see him winning a game this year unless some luck crawls up his ass so i'm just looking back at nate's roster he was really kept afloat though he did lose the game by a big performance from hunter henry i don't think he can bank on one of those every week if you're in any game because of hunter henry and it's not 2016 or 17 i'm just so flabbergasted by that stat right now and you know he is in full tank mode he's trying to get that number one pick don't know who he's going to take with it yet but uh, mundus is still trying to crawl out of that one in five hole to make that six playoff spot but uh, i think he's yeah, go. this week i think he uh i think he gets back on the winning train with this well that'll do it uh anything else you want to chat about here before we i wrap am up? going i am going to the game sunday oh you'll be there where are you sitting uh in the nosebleeds right with my uh with my clan hell yeah i uh, love that i know the people i'm sitting with so it's gonna be a good time going with hannah my girlfriend oh great um problem is it's gonna be really warm and I was really, really hoping to wear the camo pants. Oh, you can break them out either way. Yeah, I might still do it. And I might like find one of those, you know, like tie-dye Ravens 1996 shirts to wear Ooh, with it. That's a good play, isn't that's, it? Oh, hell yeah. You could probably get one of those at the Goodwill on York Road. Yeah, I probably could. Or somewhere <laughs> off Security Boulevard. Tyler's yeah. favorite hangout. There we go. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, go Ravens this weekend and see you all next week. Back, back, back.